As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. Representative Fine, you're recognized to explain your bill. Uh, thank you, Mr. Speaker. It seems as Mickey and many have joined us in the chamber today. That said, this is the bill that we discussed yesterday. Members, we will either go into structured debate or we will call the previous question. Representative Renner, you're recognized for a motion. Here, Mr. Speaker, I move the previous question on the bill. Representative Renner moves the previous question on the bill. This motion is not debatable and requires a majority vote. All in favor say aye. aye. All opposed, no. Show the bill, show if motion passes. We will now proceed to call the previous question. The, 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 the clerk will unlock the machine and members will proceed to vote on Senate Bill 4C. Have all members voted? Have all members voted? Clerk will lock the machine, announce the vote. 70 days, 38 days. Show the bill passes. Read the next bill. Well, that was a mess. That's what happened in Florida yesterday when they passed that bill. We're going to talk a little bit about that because I'm so tired of the garbage that everybody's been saying about this. People have no idea what apparently Florida law is as it relates to Disney be you know what the whole thing is ridiculous I'm just I'm so done with all of this because it was all built up on a lie and some of these pansy ass conservatives out there I'm not I'm not watching my speech if you want you know Dora the Explorer I suggest you turn on government television if you want me to babysit your kids then watch government television this is grown folk stuff it's so frustrating because finally in the past since the tea party really And you would not have had Donald Trump without the Tea Party. Since those days, you've had this uh, spirit, this fighting spirit, finally emerging within conservatives. And then you have the same conservatives that have sit on their butts and done nothing all these years. Oh, well, don't, you know, don't be too mean. Don't be too, shush up. You can't be too mean. I think at this point. Welcome to the show. It's Friday. Thank heavens. Dana Lash here with you. Nationally syndicated radio show. I don't care about TV. It's syndicated. You can watch it too. We do that as a courtesy because it's fun. I had someone asking me, why don't you look like Fox? Because it's a radio show. That's why. Because I have to, I, I'm, I'm like looking at content for three hours. Actually, somebody email me that. Email me the super long email. I'm like, send me a makeup artist and, and we'll look like Fox. All right. So this, uh, to get into all of this. First and foremost, I wrote a piece about this. If you signed up to the newsletter, you get it. And so you know exactly what a lot of what we're going to be covering today because you get the prep emails as well. The day before, 
I wrote a piece about salting the earth because it's true. All right, so first piece was salting the earth and, and how some conservatives were saying, don't go too far, et cetera, et cetera. I don't even care. Yeah, I don't think you can, like I said. Today's new spin, and it began yesterday, was, well, this is an attack on free speech. It's an attack on the First Amendment if Disney loses their corporate welfare somehow. Because it's not revenge, it's a reckoning. I thought that was pretty dumb. That's a, it's insane that to me that that's an argument. And I've seen some actual people on the right try to say this. That somehow Disney not having their corporate welfare is an attack on free speech because, I mean, that's their logic. They received special entitlements. They received all kinds of special stuff. And we'll go through the Reedy Creek thing because a lot of people, all, all of a sudden, all these people who have never heard of that before are all experts. It's fascinating. So the corporate welfare that they received, they could basically run their fiefdom any way that they wanted to. And as a result, they were able to expand. They were able to get, I mean, they were able to get around a lot of stuff. And I think, what is it? How, how many millions annually of a tax break? I've seen wild reports. I've seen, you know, a lot of stuff reported as to how much money they, they received annually in terms of tax breaks. And then they didn't have the zoning and the building and everything else. And that was just to encourage them to expand and make it easier for them to expand. And so they kept it all these years, even after they turned into this massive, you know, company, they've, they were, they were able to expand. They've been taking advantage of it this entire time. And they decided to go after the very people who were target, who, who, they, they, who built them, the parents and the kids who built them. And so that's a, that's a major, it's a major issue. And that's what happened with this. And so the, I wanted this, I think it was the 60s that this has been going on. Since the 60s, they've had these exemptions. Since 1965, according to my notes. Since 1965. And that's kind of long enough, right? To have all their ducks in a row. It's the Reedy Creek Improvement District. They did it. They established this in a remote area of two separate Florida counties. Disney didn't, you know, normally if you wanted to build like a, a garage or some kind of structure on your property, or if you were a business and you wanted to change your awning and you would have to go and get, uh, go to the planning, go to your city council, doing all that. Disney didn't have to do any of that. Now, here's what people don't understand about this. Republicans did not go out and say, we're going to end the Reedy Creek improvement. We're going to end this and change this districting. This stuff apparently sunsets anyway, naturally. And it has to, you take, it takes members of the legislature to renew it and keep it going. So they have to continue this thing. They have it, it was supposed to phase out on June 1st of next year. And that's what they're allowing it to do is just simply phase out. 
So they didn't end it. They didn't create new law. They just let the corporate welfare that Disney was receiving phase out. That's all they allowed. That's it. That is literally everything that they allowed it to do. And so people were freaking out over this, saying that it was an attack on free speech to allow this to happen. Now, Disney can go to the state legislature and request that it be established. And they can do that and they can argue that, you know, they think that it should be reestablished and they want, they'll accept limited capabilities and limited powers. And here's the other thing, this uh, allowing this bill to sunset or allowing this, this Reedy Creek districting to sunset doesn't specifically target Disney either. It's every business, any business. You can't just have like outright free reign. It's any business. And it relates to the building and the zoning and all other kind of stuff. So they, this isn't specifically for Disney. It's for everybody. Any business that received corporate welfare in the same manner as Disney did. So to argue that it's specifically targeting Disney is stupid. It doesn't make sense. It's not, it's not logically supported. Now, am I supposed to feel bad because the most opportune time to end Disney's corporate welfare exploits the momentum that Disney created against themselves? Am I supposed to feel bad for that? Because I don't. I guess everybody, some of these people need to be reminded that it was Disney who vociferously and hatefully opposed parents who didn't want ideological activist teachers lecturing their K through fifth grade kids about how they bang their significant others after hours. It was Disney who accused parents of opposing this as literally gay people or killing gay people because teachers who had fantasy pronouns couldn't talk about genitals in the classroom. I mean, just some of the responses to this are so insane. The left hated corporations when it was Citizens United versus the FEC. They hated corporations. But then they, re- then they started loving them when they realized they could push Disney to lobby for them, and now they love corporations again. So corporations are evil, but not. Weird. I know. We really need some consistency from the left here. When corporations act as agents of the state, all bets are off. When a corporation's actual heir and the CEO and the executives all say on camera and all on their social media accounts, as Disney's did, that parental rights erase gay people. I know, I don't even know what that means, but that's what they said. And people who support parental rights in the classroom are murderers. All bets are off. Where was the opposition to the heinous manner in which parents were smeared? If we're going to talk about who's attacking whom or who's getting revenge on whom. Was that not Disney's revenge for opposition? Exactly. Disney entered a boss fight too early and lost. So it's not revenge. It's a reckoning. Here's an example. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to make, if I'm just going to bully this guy and make him cry today. This, uh, golly, some, I, I have to re- just, I'm trying to be nice, Kane. I'm trying to be nice. You're going to need to remind me today. I'm trying to be nice. Trying so hard. I am Sam Jackson at the end of Pulp Fiction when he's looking at Ringo and he's like, I'm trying real hard. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. Trying real hard. It was one of the greatest scenes in all of cinema, by the way. It really was. And I'll fight anybody on it. So this guy, 
He's one of those people who's too ugly to actually use his face for an avatar. So he gets like a cartoon version of his eye. I can say that because I'm mean and it's okay. You don't have to. I'm doing it for you. He says, so it's okay for government to take down a business if the people is okay with it. First off, are okay. Let's like understand verb subject agreement. Uh, Number two, uh, corporate welfare, opposing corporate welfare is very much a conservative principle. Let me guess, you oppose Citizens United too. (laughs) Go back to your natty light and your torn up wife beater. Go back. I'm just done with these people. Done with it. No one, you know what, Kay? No wonder. I mean, we're turning into an idiocracy. We really are. We're there. It's what plants crave. Okay, so, secondly, Obama says online content moderation doesn't go far enough. So he was keynoting, I don't know, what is it, a disinformation conference? It was at Stanford. And he was speaking on, uh, he was speaking in a forum on media disinformation. And he had on stage with him, as the Free Beacon noted, all these people that literally engaged in the spreading of disinformation. He joined uh, Apple heiress Laureen Powell Jobs, who funded, literally funded, a network of local fake news sites that pushed Democrat propaganda. I mean, they, she, the, she and the Emerson Collective, they were going to, quote, fund high-quality Super high quality journalism, but it was literally just a bunch of AstroTurf news sites. She spent tons of money on the Atlantic and Axios and Mother Jones and all this stuff. These are super far left sites, particularly Mother Jones. Axios less so. It's her social change investment firm. Gosh, I'm like trying to be nice here. So he's speaking at this is these are some of the people that he's speaking with. And he's talking about how there needs to be more. There needs to be more moderation. That sounds like censorship. We're going to talk about that coming up. Also, time to put on your tinfoil hat because I have a ton of meat plants, processing plants that all have something in common. We're going to talk about this as well because remember when Biden said there would be a food shortage? I'm not saying put on your tinfoil hat, but I am. All right, so you've been here before. Spring comes, and so do the big gardening ideas, and you buy plants, and you plant them, and before you know it, your dream yard is a graveyard. Luckily, FastGrowingTrees.com is here to give your yard a new life. FastGrowingTrees.com is the world's largest online nursery with expertise, care, and selection that you're not going to find anywhere else. The thing I love about FastGrowingTrees.com is their experts curate thousands of plant varieties that will thrive in your specific climate, your location, and based on your needs. Based on your zip code, they can tell you what to buy and what not to buy. It's peace of mind for everybody that they take the guesswork out of it. Plus, there's no waiting in line and no messy cars from hauling plants all over town because you order online or over the phone. With plants shipped to your door in one to two days. Plus, their growing and care advice is available 24-7. And with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, you can trust everything will be healthy for years to come. Visit fastgrowingtrees.com Dana to get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Dana. Start your spring with fastgrowingtrees.com slash Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, Condé Nast lays off 90% of its staff in Russia, and they announced that they're going to stop printing the country's edition of Vogue and other publications over the senseless war in Ukraine and censorship laws. I mean, I guess that's something. 
right? I mean, they're doing their thing. What are they going to do? Like, you know, bring out World Peace. It's a fashion magazine for the love. And they publish stuff on travel. I mean, they're not going to... They're doing their bit. All right. So I'll give them credit. They're doing their bit. It's not... They're not rocket scientists. They talk about clothes. So I'm giving them... I'm giving them some due. Look at me. I'm being nice. It's nice that they're... So it's no more Vogue Russia. Those oligarchs are going to have to go to other European magazines now. Uh, Also, intermittent, intermittent fasting is not going to help you lose weight faster. Chinese scientists, whom I don't trust, I'm kidding, suggested it's not from CCP. There's one, it's, it's actually went through California, uh, but the, it kind of buoys off, a, it kind of bumps off a study that was done originally like a year ago in China. But uh, re- these diet researchers in California said restricting calories was actually the best. They, they recruited 139 obese people to go on calorie-restricted diets. They split them in two groups, intermittent fasting with one, none with the other. And what they found out is that there was no difference between the groups at all whatsoever. They all had the same calorie restrictions, but what one group fasted. They had zero difference. Zero difference in weight between the groups. They lost weight. Both of them lost weight at the ex- like around the exact same pace. That's interesting to me. So they said it's actually just restricting calorie intake is the most effective thing. I thought so, too. I'm like, you're just moving around when you're eating. That's dumb. Like, it's just I just never got into that. Kamala Harris lost another staffer. This is like 13 now. Stick with us because tinfoil hat time. Yeah. Small business owners, have you ever stressed about navigating through HR compliance? Have you ever been confused on how to handle a situation with an employee or wanted to implement a better company culture? The bad news is that one complaint against your company can turn your world upside down. The good news is that Bambi is an HR platform for small business owners to implement good HR practices. Built for businesses like yours, Bambi's HR Autopilot automates your core policies, your workplace training, and your employee feedback. And then your U.S.-based dedicated HR manager will help you navigate the more complex parts of HR and guide you to compliance. Available by phone, email, or real-time chat. An in-house HR manager can cost up to $80,000 a year. But with Bambi, your dedicated HR manager starts at just $99 a month. No hidden fees. Cancel anytime. Visit Bambi.com slash Dana Show today for your free HR audit spelled b-a-m-b-e-e dot com slash dana show that's bambi.com slash dana show you run your business let bambi run your hr bambi.com slash dana show listen to the dana show live on the odyssey app weekdays noon to 3 p.m eastern time both surprised and disappointed because those types of things really are the purview of the cdc this is a public health issue and for a court to come in, and if you look at the, the rationale for that, it really is not particularly firm. And we are concerned about that, about courts getting involved in things that are unequivocally public health decisions. I mean, this is a CDC issue. It should not, should not have been a court. Issue. Yeah, you know, because it's so dumb for the courts to get involved in law and in, in issues of law. So dumb. Am I right? Yeah. That pesky constitution and that pesky law. How dare they get involved in that? Don't they know that this is this is not what they do? That's literally what he's saying. He's saying that he doesn't believe the court should have a say in the law. That is the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen. Welcome back. I'm Dana Lash. That was Anthony Fauci. When did the CDC began? When did they turn into a legislative body? Anybody know? Yeah, that's right. They haven't. Yeah, they haven't yet. Oh, big, big thing. Yeah. It's weird how 
you know, I was, I know the Constitution pretty well, Kane. And I know the amendments. Uh-huh. And I don't remember there being any mention of the CDC. No. Yeah. Don't remember. And they're unelected. Yeah. Don't remember that at all. People apparently don't realize that. Jeez. I'm so glad that that mandate's gone, but we'll we'll see because they they're going to try to have it reinstated. Although I don't think that's that's going to go over very well for them. I'm not saying that I'm a tinfoil hatist or a conspiracy theorist, but but I have a um got a question. I'm curious. So all of these meat plants, and this goes back. To September of 2021, you had the Nebraska JBS meat plant fire. The Made Right Steak Company, that was November 21st. The Bonanza Meat Company, February of this year. Taiwan uh, Grocery Logistics Company, Cara 4, out there that was on the 14th of March. Real Fresh, April 1st. Conway Beef and Pork, a fire on the 12th of April. And then there was the Kellogg's plant in Memphis, the Cargill uh, Neutrina feed mill, a food processing plant in San Antonio. There was a, a fire, Wisconsin River meets their Mauston plant, Mauston plant. They described that as a total loss. That was on the 3rd of February. There was Delhi Star meat plant and uh, it was the 1st or the 12th of uh, January. A potato chip plant in Oregon, Ty- a Tyson poultry plant in Alabama, Taylor Fresh processing plant april 16th and union pacific has been accused of throttle throttling rail shipment of fertilizer cf industries being most affected apparently during prime planting season and then cnet reported that 27 million birds have been culled over bird flu huh a lot of interesting things happening to the food chain structure here kane I'm yeah, not, we, we I mean, there's just this. a lot there. Yeah, we touched on this yesterday. Before anybody else did, really. And my, yeah, exactly. We were the first to bring this, and my opinion hasn't changed. I'm glad certain producers watch our show. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> but my opinion on it from yesterday is the same. I think there's something intentional behind this. I think they want you dependent on the government. Everyone says, oh, conspiracy theory this, but like I said before, what you call conspiracy theory, I call spoiler alert. Um, that's good we just have to look at the evidence right now and all all those plants you just mentioned that'll happen within like a four-month period Mm -hmm. well except for the nebraska jbs meat plant that was in september of uh 2021 that the made right and there there's probably four on here that happened in 21 but the rest legit happened since the first of this year yeah and when you have the president saying there will be food shortages and then what follows is all of these things happening right in the next seven months um come on what what the hell i mean i'm not saying that there's gonna be i don't know it's just weird i'm trying not to be a conspiracy theorist but at the same time i look at occam's razor the simple explanation is usually the likeliest most likely explanation i remember when he had said that you know we could have a food shortage and all of this other stuff now cnbc just to be fair i'm gonna put this counter out here 
CNBC published a piece just two, uh, two days ago wherein they said that food shortages are likely to occur in the U.S. Now, their specific perspective was on Ukraine and the strain of the grain exports from that country because they have like nobody because the cost of fertilizers, everything, all that's up 30 percent since the start of the year. And they were looking at the grain exports in Ukraine and how they're a quarter of what they were in February. It's a direct result of the invasion. And so they were looking at uh, specifically commodities like wheat and corn. They said that they're at the highest levels in decades. And Department of Agriculture had predicted that food at home prices will see an increase of up to 4% by the end of 2022. But they were saying, according to CNBC, that they don't expect food shortages to occur in the United States. They said that, well, the U.S. doesn't import very much from Ukraine. Okay, well, that's all well and good. But I'm talking about like the food processing stuff because I was looking. I'm like, okay, I want I want to be usually when I when I'm looking at certain subjects like this, I want to be disproven. And so I search the Internet to try to find something that can actually disprove my working theory, because that's what we call scientific theory, at least as it's applied somewhat loosely to journalism. And I'm, I'm simply, I want to I find a counter to my working opinion on an issue. And it was weird because all of the discussions about restrictions on meat, etc., um, everything was really on like grain and wheat and uh, nitrogen and ammonia and fertilizer and Ukraine's part in that. There wasn't really a lot of discussion as to the, the processing facilities I was just telling you about. And restriction of and the higher prices of meat, because didn't he say too? I mean, didn't Obama and others, there have been Democrats that have been pushing and see, and uh, I think it was what the National Institute of Health and CDC, weren't they all at one time or another just this past year pushing for a reduction in meat consumption, which is dumb because if God did not want us to eat animals, he very simply would not have made them of meat. Very, you know, I mean, there you go. So, I don't I just, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but I still think that you need to be aware of all of that. Because I looked up every single one of these companies, and I looked at the dates, every single one of these companies. I was just looking at, I was looking for uh, meat processing, fire, all kinds of stuff, and just noting the date of all of these. And that's, I mean, that's quite a significant number. I mean, think about it. Just in, in February alone, you had... The Bonanza Meat, com- um, yeah, Bonanza Meat Company, yeah, the Wisconsin River Meats, uh, a potato chip thing plant in Oregon, not meat, but still, potato chips are important. And there was another one that was in February too. That was just in February. And then in April, you had that grocery logistics care for the Taiwanese grocery logistics. That was on the fourteenth of of uh, March. You had Rio Fresh. That was April first. Conway Beef and Pork Fire. April twelfth. Taylor Fresh, April 16th. I mean, that's kind of significant, I think. Like, what is happening? Why are, why is there this, you know, and I'm sure maybe, the, and maybe there could be, maybe there could be a perfectly rational explanation. What, like coincidence? Yeah, maybe. But I'm not being, I'm not convinced of it. But I'm, I'm, I'm always, I would, I don't want to think that people are trying to sabotage the food chain in the United States, the food system. I don't want to believe that. That's why I really would like to be disproven. But at the same time, 
We have questions. We got questions. This is all too coincidental here. One of my questions would Uh be, are there, do we know of any time in history where a seven month period, one sector took so many losses? I can't think of any unless it's maybe rail, but I can't, like in early days, I can't think of any. I mean, that's an interesting question. I haven't dug deep enough to know, but I don't. I don't see this as a, something in history where it's like, oh, this seven-month period back in 1975, we also had the same thing happen to whatever. No, I'm not seeing any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so why now? I know. Yeah, that's, I, think it's a, I think that's a legitimate question. I mean, I don't know what is happening with – because they had the J, yeah the JB, the JB slaughterhouses in Grand Island, uh, Nebraska – and that was in 2020. That was in September, thir- September 13th, 2021. And that kind of kicked off this thing. Um, so I don't know. It's just weird. There was, a, a de- there was an incident at a Decatur meat processing plant of last year in May that was, uh, had been reported. Um, but it, there's just, it's just odd. And we started talking about this yesterday. And... I don't know. I'm just, um, I'm not, I've got questions. I've got questions. There is, this isn't an alt-right thing, which I hate that. I think people, they sit here and say that stuff and they have no idea what alt-right is. But there have been at least, I mean, what, 17, 18 of these in the last seven months. That's, I think, somewhat troubling. And this, the latest, uh, well, they, they, they began happen- happening later and later. There was a Tyson plant in Kansas, and then I was telling you about the JB plant. But typically, I mean, there, there are, there's some poultry issues, but typically it's beef processing. And the chains that m- are mentioned, this is like 7 to 8% of beef for uh, the United States as part of our food supply. Now, there are some that were questioning publicly as to whether or not the impact would increase the cost of meat specifically beef nationwide and a lot of speculation as to how the cattle market would respond but i don't know i mean it's just i mean there are some you know in in that happened because the first one like i said that was the jbs one in september of 21 that was huge because that place I'm trying to think it's like the seven, six, seven percent of the nation's entire beef supply, JBS plant. And so a lot of people took notice. And then within days, there were there were other fires that took place. And that's kind of been going on and on. And so it's gone from last year. It's still it's going into this year. We've had what, at least in the past month, a handful. I mean, that's kind of crazy. And so now people are, I mean, noticing because everybody's like, well, we already have a stressed supply chain. We already are looking at the increased cost of meat, our commodities, what's happening. Now, a lot of the investigations, and the JBS was one of them, um, when investigators go in and they look at the cause of the fire, they usually say that there's been no criminal activity that's led to it. There's no charges that have been brought out. I know. I know. But you know what? Here on that end, this is how this is how my mind works because I was reading this piece where they were saying, "Oh no, it was no foul play, nothing suspected, and it's not arson, it's not anything like that." But at the same time, I'm thinking this is coming from the same government that 
why is the Johnny Depp trial being streamed, live streamed, but the Jelaine Maxwell one wasn't? This is how my mind works. I'm like, hmm, I don't trust you. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to freak you out, but I do think I like the level yellow. You know how you can be situationally alert? Situational alertness is or situational awareness is something you need to learn if you are unfamiliar with it. Be level yellow. Yellow's happy. It's sunshine. It also can be just somewhat a little cautious. That's all. Just be keep it on your keep it on your burner and just be a little level yellow with it. I feel like I need to get my own cows and learn how to process them too. That's the other part of my brain. It's like how many cows can I theoretically you know, realistically fit on my property and like what kind of processing. It's immediately how I'm starting to think. All right. So uh, Barack Obama, as I was saying, he was speaking at a no free speech event. It's really it was media disinformation or whatever. We're going to talk about that because surprise, he doesn't like free speech. We've got that for you on the way. We have uh, more than a dozen House seats are being forecasted to shift towards the Republican Party. Ooh, 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 we've got that. We got a whole bunch of other stuff, so you don't want to miss. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I was we were talking about the Senate yesterday. Life is too short to spend mornings getting ready for work in boring clothes that you don't want to wear. Face it, your closet's full of business clothes that you're never gonna wear again because informal is the new normal. So embrace the cozy with new Tommy John loungewear. And when you start your day in Tommy John's stylish joggers, their sweatshirts, their leggings, their pajama sets, you're just that much more comfortable. So you can do everything better. Micromodal fabrics and extended inseams give you four-way stretch and limitless flexibility. So you look good and you feel good all day long. Tommy John underwear moves with you thanks to the breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric that has four times the stretch of competing brands. And with over 17 million pairs sold, Tommy John does doesn't have customers, they have fanatics. And with Tommy John, returns and exchanges are free. With Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. It's Tommy John's anniversary month. So whether you're trying them for the first time or a longtime fan, get 25% off site-wide right now at tommyjohn.com Dana. Help celebrate with 25% off site-wide at tommyjohn.com Dana. That's tommyjohn.com Dana. See site for details. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. Today, ladies and gentlemen, it is Earth Day. Earth Day! It's your annual reminder that Earth Day was founded by a guy so completely devoted to the planet that he literally composted his girlfriend. You didn't. You guys didn't know that with all the, I mean, I know it's all like kitties and sunshine and just, you know, I get it, but it is true. Uh, The guy, Ira Einhorn, he found it. Earth Day, the first event was at Fairmont Park in Philadelphia on this day in 1970, but seven years later, I still wasn't alive. Police raided his closet and found the chopped up composted body of his ex-girlfriend inside of a trunk. He called himself Unicorn, and he helped found Earth Day. And he hated the Vietnam War, and he always spoke of his girlfriend, but apparently they broke up, and he threatened that he would throw her stuff into the street if she didn't come back and pick them up. And, yeah. And he was trying to... He said that originally his cover was that his girlfriend had gone to the neighborhood co-op to buy some tofu and sprouts and never returned. And then 18 months later, 
One of his neighbors complained that a reddish-brown, foul-smelling liquid was leaking from the ceiling directly below his bedroom closet. And inside, police found his girlfriend's beaten and partially mummified body stuffed into a trunk that had been packed with styrofoam, air fresheners, and newspaper. He jumped bail and then spent decades evading authorities by hiding out in Ireland, Sweden, United Kingdom, and France. And then he finally, after 23 years, was extradited to the U.S. from France and put on trial. And he said that the CIA took out his girlfriend because he knew too much about their paranormal military research. Yeah, so he said that he, he still, to that very day, he kicked the bucket in 2020. But that's your friendly annual reminder, Earth Day, founded by a guy who composted his girlfriend. Stick with us. As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com, danasbeats.com. It's not necessary for people to believe this information in order to weaken democratic institutions. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Sounds like his game plan, exactly. Yeah, welcome back to the show. I'm Dana Lash. Happy Friday to you. Good to be with you. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter over at Substack, accessible through all my social media accounts, chapter and verse, and danalash.com as well. Okay, so a few things here, because this is what Obama was doing yesterday. He was at he was speaking at Stanford, and it was, I don't think it, can I be real with you? I didn't care to look anything up about this this whole organ this event that he was at. I just know he was speaking at a forum. His thing particularly was on disinformation and tech platforms. And the problem with this and the problem with what he's talking about too is because these people always want to establish the rules as to who and who can and who cannot uh speak. And they what they try to do is they try to redefine everything so that they can arrive at this predetermined, con- this predetermined conclusion and say, well, you know, the right is, uh, this is all misinformation and that's the reason that the right is, uh, that they get hit so often and penalized so often on social media. Well, that is begging the question because you're assuming, which is not the same as posing the question, you're assuming that the right, in order to make that argument, that anyone on the right is somehow 
engaging in behavior that would violate said platform's term of terms of service or is engaging in behavior that they knowingly recognizes as that they recognize as being false that they're spreading content that's false and they're doing it anyway maliciously so but that's not the truth because there have been people who've been penalized more, too many to go into here i just i use myself as an example and there were actually thousands of others like me the new york i think it's probably more than that uh the new york times or the new york post story about the laptop that's like one of the best examples ever and it was all legitimate new york times even ran a story on the same thing uh, a year later except they didn't get busted for it he's talking his whole take on what is or is not misinformation is I don't it's it's an argument to for them to control it is really what it is yeah the forum on media disinformation and he was on stage with all these people who who promoted actual disinformation let's not forget and this is what makes his his appearance at this disinformation forum so unbelievably ironic in 2013, PolitiFact awarded him their 2013 lie of the year for declaring, quote, if you like your health care plan, you can keep it. He was trying to sell Obamacare to everybody. And then Ben Rhodes, his national security advisor, who is a one-time aspiring romance writer, I'm not even making this up, he said that he admitted that he had manipulated journalists to try to push favorable but yet mis favorable misinformation in the, in the press he knew that they, the stories were misleading and he bragged in all of these emails about creating this uh echo chamber and so that's why i just i think this is such a joke he pushed that and he got lie of the year i never got lie of the year have you kane no no, no. we not neither of us have And so, with this whole idea of who can and who cannot, which I think is silly, who's going to, who's defining what freedom of speech is and, and uh, how we have to, he was saying that these things are, these platforms are tools and they're tools that we can redefine and tools that we can control. Well, there, there it is right there. That's the whole goal. It's unbelievable. That's what they want. And remember, it, the, do you remember the firm that was working with teachers unions? American Federation of Teachers Unions. They had licensed NewsGuard's web browser extension. To, it's, uh, it's over almost 2 million members. Okay, well, that was a group that was knocked for promoting actual misinformation. None of the... Uh, it's weird that you have a group of people who actually engaged in misinformation at a forum that they created so that they could accuse everybody else of doing what they do because that's the strategy. Okay, well, we're going to do it and we're just going to accuse everybody else of doing it. Okay, so switching gears here, I think my new favorite Twitter is the taxpayers can't comment on legal issues involving their tax dollars unless they're also lawyers. That's my new favorite Twitter. And I've seen a couple of people like take real umbrage to that. Sometimes I think people get upset on Twitter if someone says something that that's like their particular 
area of expertise. I'm not trying to start a nasty fight with anybody. You'll know if I do. But I see some people that get their jimmies rustled. If you talk about, like, for instance, what's happening with Florida and the thing with DeSantis and Disney and the the Reedy Creek districting. And I'm, I find it fascinating that, and I see people moving these positions back, but now it's like, well, you know, all of these people that are suddenly, you know, p- pundits shouldn't discuss uh, legal issues. Okay, the issue is about what is done with taxpayer dollars. So if the argument is that taxpayers, regardless of their profession, cannot comment on legal issues involving their tax dollars unless they're lawyers, that's anti-American. Because our system was designed firmly established to empower the everyman. You don't have to be an elitist. You don't have to be part of nobility. You don't have to be part of the aristocracy. And we sure as hell aren't going to create it here with self-appointed positions. We're not. I mean, what, what I don't, what I don't understand and what I think is weird with us. So I like Jenna Ellis is one. And I like Jenna Ellis. I've, I've had her on my program. I get along with her very well. I think she's wrong here. And I think her sentiment is a little elitist. She's saying that the timing is the issue of the Florida state legislature acting to uh, pull back. Well, they're not even pulling back. They're allowing this, this provision to sunset. It was always scheduled to phase out. What the legislature isn't doing is they're not renewing it. And somehow that's destroying a business. It's just, it's crazy. But interesting how, and I've seen other people make this point too, and this is what I was thinking of on break. I remember when, um, because I started working with Andrew Breitbart before he passed, and I left after that. Uh, and I remember when uh, the Acorn story, the Acorn story before it broke into the open, James O'Keefe was doing all of this investigative work, and we were, uh, everybody was planning on how this was all going to drop, and Remember when Congress voted to defund ACORN after James O'Keefe exposed them? So you're telling me that a company that engages in disingenuous behavior, that legislative bodies that represent the taxpayers, who basically make the company, that they cannot remove those government privileges as facilitated by taxpayers they can't remove the privileges that those entities receive because that's all that this was so it's the reedy creek district and i feel like this needs to i want to break this down for you because one of the other arguments i've seen is oh well this is going to affect the villages too well that's stupid it's not and i see people saying well i love that everyone is an expert now on municipal issues yeah they should be i mean if the argument is that taxpayers should not pay attention to what their tax dollars go to and you want everyone to live in ignorance and if somebody gets educated on an issue you decide to label them as uppity to squelch their voice then you're the problem not them the reedy creek improvement district was something that was established by the florida state legislature in 1968 and it is a special district that encompasses a couple of different counties in Florida, and it's the district under which Disney is, that's where, where Disney is. They fall under that district. And the representative for the villages, by the way, supported allowing that provision, that corporate welfare provision for Disney, which allowed them to bypass certain taxes and zoning and all kinds of stuff. They voted for that legislation to allow that to, to phase out. 
So here's the thing. The dissolution of this, the Reedy Creek Improvement District, only hits what they call the Chapter 189 districts that were in Florida before 1968. The villages, they were established, what, in the early 90s? So you have Disneyland, which falls under Chapter 189. The villages falls under Chapter 190. Those are the Florida statutes. So it has no effect on the villages. So the argument that the people are using, that some of the left and some dumb conservatives are using, as to, oh, well, this is going to affect the villages. Really? Tell me how, because they just said it doesn't. And also, if you look at Florida State statutes, Disneyland under the Reedy Creek Improvement District falls under 189 and Villages falls under the Chapter 190 Florida of the Florida State statute. So how exactly? And also, at the most basic of uh, you know refutation here is that the Villages is not a business theme park where, pe- where people don't live. I mean, at the most basic thing. I wouldn't even enter that. And this whole thing is so dumb. They can decide to do that as uh, exactly what they want to. And I get that there's some conservatives. I understand. Look, I understand their caution. I understand what they're, I understand that they're, they're nervous about government because they view this as the government acting. And changing the law to specifically target a business well i look at live action and planned parenthood with the aborted infant parts do you think congress should not have acted when acted when that story came up or the same thing with acorn and congress i mean there's a lot there are a lot of things to which this can be compared that a lot of the conservatives arguing against this have zero consistency on the thing is is that and, and the argument that, well, other people are going to have to pay higher taxes. I mean, this is, you know, the, that's what's going to have to happen. If they, the problem is that they got special privileges. And you could argue easily that it's a form of corporate welfare. And, and corporate welfare has never been a conservative principle. Everyone's talking about the tax revenue because they say that, and there were, there are exemptions that some journalists are not being entirely honest about that Disney gets to skirt. But the problem they're saying is that, well, taxes may go up if um, if uh, if they if they if the Reedy Creek uh, special district goes away, that tax goes away uh, and they can't do anything to get it back. I actually saw one reporter say that those counties, once it goes away, this guy's with WFTV, say they can't do anything to get it back. Well, that's not true, because in the state statute it also discusses that any entities that are affected by that particular area can also appeal to the state legislature and get it reinstated. So that's an absolute lie. There's so much misinformation that's going on around here. I'm not, I don't even live in Florida, and I, I and I made myself familiar because I care enough about the issue and taxpayers that I don't want to be a moron who's spouting on Twitter just because I'm reading the same talking points from National Review. I mean, come on. We got more to come. You don't want to miss. In 2021, there were more than 3 million new gun owners in the United States, and now around 42% of all households in the United States have a firearm. People support the Second Amendment. For firearm enthusiasts, suppressors are a good idea when practicing at the range, indoors or outdoors. I mean, a suppressor doesn't silence your firearm, but it does help to protect your hearing, and even more so for those who like to spend a lot of time training with their firearms. My friends at Silencer Shop are the industry leader for suppressors. They're a Texas-based company 
and their customer reviews are awesome. So if you're new to shooting Suppress, I want you to know that Silencer Shop has made the NFA process easy. Details are online at silencershop.com with free shipping and no transfer fees. And their suppressors start at just $365. Search Silencer Shop on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube and spend more time at the range protected with a suppressor that's right for you. See their variety and how to get yours through silencershop.com. That's silencershop.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. This is an awful story. Bill Malugin, who is with the Fox Bureau out of uh, Los Angeles, reported that a Texas National Guard member drowned while trying to save a group of people entering the country illegally and crossing the Rio Grande into the U.S. Oh, wow. Multiple sources reported to Malugin that a Texas National Guard soldier drowned in the Rio in Eagle Pass while trying to save illegal entrants in the water. Texas DPS has confirmed, and they also confirmed to Malugin that a body had been recovered. Apparently, there is a statement that is going to be coming out soon, and this was barely an hour ago. Uh, Just awful. That's awful. This is what these policies have cost. This is what happens when you have absolutely no law and order at the border. Goodness. Also, it's so frustrating and so sad, too, at the same time. This uh, CDC has issued a, golly, take it for what it is, a national alert over a a mystery clusters of childhood hepatitis. This is weird. It's taking place in a couple of different countries. The United States, there were nine cases in Alabama alone under age of six. In the UK, 108 cases among the under 10 years. And in Spain, three cases among the under seven years. And so this... uh, I mean, it's a common. It's a it's some a common cold virus has been confirmed in several of the European cases. And they're trying to find out if it's because you, you in UK researchers are speculating that it's because the kids have weakened immune systems because of all the lockdowns. That's legit. That's literally what they actually published. Uh, but the CDC said they're expanding our. We're expanding our probe. We're it's a, a nationwide alert warning doctors to be on the lookout for unexplained hepatitis in kids after all these mystery cases in the US and UK. By the way, Spain is also. Uh, saying that, yeah, it looks like it's the uh, all the lockdowns, etc. The uh, particular cold virus that they were also infected with was the adenovirus type 41. It causes acute infection of the digestive system, but there have been, not been any new cases discovered after the original cluster. So, wild, wild, wild. Coming up, while, first off, we got to talk about the surrender cons on the right, and then they're trying to take out Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's something that the voters would do, but no, people don't, there's certain people who don't want to wait. Stick with us. If there's only one word to remember about Keltec, it's innovation. A privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one-of-a-kind American-made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P15 9mm striker fire pistol. The P15 is Keltec's first striker fire handgun and is the lightest and thinnest of its kind. Featuring a totally unique patent-pending extended magazine, the P15 pistol's other features include fire 
fiber optic front sight and adjustable rear, ambidextrous safety and magazine release, as well as a gator grip texture that increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling. The P15 is fun on the range, but it's definitely great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol and all other Keltec weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's K E L T E C weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative, quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltecweapons.com. Shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. Let's just be honest. Hate and homophobia is lurking right beneath the surface in American politics right now. Years of increasing acceptance of gays and transgenders is provoking a backlash on right-wing talk shows and in state houses. That's the backdrop for this Washington Post piece about libs of TikTok, a Twitter account that shares and sometimes ridicules public posts from progressive educators and others deemed libs. Oh, wait, can I I pause it? I'm sorry, I'm not going to make it. First off, welcome back to the show. I'm Dana Lash. So he's literally complaining that someone was making fun of videos that were publicly posted. That's literally what he just said in that soundbite. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let's just, you know. Lorenzo's story revealed the identity of the conservative woman running libs of TikTok. And now there's a roiling debate about her story and the ethics of it. But there's no debating the influence of the libs of TikTok account. It's even helped inform Florida's recent parental rights law deemed the don't say gay bill by opponents. That's wrong. So here's what I want to know. What's it like to be caught in the middle of all this? What's it like for an educator who says the don't say gay law is a life or death issue? How is it a life? I can't talk about I can't talk to your kindergartners about how I banged my same sex partner. So or what about, you know, how I'm confused over my genitals? That means we're all going to die. That's what he's just saying. Let's play this out logically. Okay? Let's let's play this out logically for a minute. Even if you don't, I want you to just pretend that you have kids and, you know, K through 5, K through 5th grade. All the bill literally said. Are you okay? Yeah, it's K through 3rd grade, but yeah, yeah. That all the bill literally said is, "Hey, can you let parents know can parents need to consent to any of these materials or discussions?" Because these are little kids, right? And you had like all these strangers that were freaking out and saying that, uh, no, if we can't talk to them about this, we're all going to die and be erased. We can't even say the word gay. They just made it up. The left hates consent. They don't want any kind of parental consent. They hate consent. Never believe them again. My gosh. And so as this, as the worm turns... This is why Disney went through the thing that it did. I have to say, too, that I the Surrender Con movement, I'd kick some of these people out of my trench. I legit straight up would. And I'm friends with some of them. I just, it's so frustrating. Like, for instance, can we talk about the Marjorie Taylor Greene thing for a minute? What is happening? This is blatantly, this is absolute abuse. You have the 14th Amendment here, a process to disqualify candidates. Every state has a process to disqualify candidates. All of this is happening because she's uh, she's on C-SPAN. Is she still on C-SPAN, I think? They're having a hearing to determine her uh, her 
whether or not she's eligible to run for re-election in Georgia's 14th district. And they're trying to get her like with J6 stuff and all that. I mean, this is like one of the. It's. It's the voters. Responsibility to make this determination. They're trying to say that. It's, this is an abuse of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And I think they're doing this because if Trump decides he wants to run in 2024, they want to use this to disqualify Trump. In the Section 3 of the 14th Amendment states that anybody if, uh, who engages in, the, the direct words is that shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. It disqualifies people from doing that. She's the first person who's a lawmaker who's testifying about this. And it is, it's, it's, it's an abuse of the 14th Amendment. It's, a, it's an abuse of this. Because it falls short of the litmus test. It falls short of the measure, the standard required for any kind of removal. This is why they really amped up their whole, all their language. And that's why they kept saying it's a, this was all planned out semantically. They had this all planned out. This is why I caution you. And I get, this is one of the reasons why I was jumping on people uh, even lawmakers, who do we have on that I questioned them about that? I don't even remember at this point because there's been a few. And I said, why did you, you know, uh, oh, Ted Cruz. <laughs> it was Ted Cruz. Why did you use this phrase? And then some lawmakers don't ever come back. But I'm like, why would you use this phrase and say it's an insurrection or it's a riot or something like that? Why would you do that? It's not, it was not that at all. You had some people who broke away, you know, from a peaceful event and then they engaged in this and then those people are paying the price for it. Even some of them, some of them are even going without due process, you could say. Uh, But to try to disqualify Marjorie Taylor Greene from elected office under this standard is an abuse of our system. It's a bastardization of the process in our republic. It is embarrassing. It is anti-American. And any Republican that isn't, speaking out against it or any Republican that tries to accommodate this with the leftist press should be run out on a rail. It's grotesque. It is a grotesque abuse of process. And it's just an absolute lie. She's not guilty of of engaging in any kind of riot or insurrection but this is what the left did this is why they kept saying insurrection 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 because they wanted to start they can't do it at the ballot box so they're going to try to do it through the courts this is some third world country stuff this is like what you would expect to see in venezuela cuba with government where they kill dissenters so she's on I guess she's still on the stand that you can her trials being it's on uh, it's being live streamed. They were asking her about Shay's rebellion, apparently, and everything. It's just wild. But they want to get her kicked off because they said that she encouraged the capital attack. I'm just I'm curious as to how how what is the argument? Because I've not seen anything at all whatsoever that supports that. There's nothing that supports that. So, I mean, it's just amazing. And she said that she didn't recall speaking to anyone at the White House about January 6th, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, they're going with this and they're so obsessed with this. Look at all the stuff with the Bidens, for crying out loud. If you want to have a discussion about some really crazy stuff that's been going down, look at what the Bidens have been doing. I mean, just to reiterate, the Democratic Republic of Congo with their cobalt mine where the kids were mining, hand, mine, hand mining cobalt 
Hunter Biden, through the Biden family company, actually facilitated the Communist Chinese Party purchase of that mine so that they could control that cobalt. He actually helped them with their Belt and Road Initiative, getting established in these countries that have rare earth uh, elements that are absolutely required to make Biden's precious Green New Deal work. They made millions of dollars from this. He's got investments with CCP companies. The Communist Party of China. And there's no questions on that. He's, beat, he's under investigation a couple, for a couple of different things. No discussion of that at all. Can you imagine if Donald Trump Jr. had been under investigation? Federal investigation. Can you imagine if Donald Trump Jr. had a laptop that was in custody of the FBI? Can you imagine if Donald Trump Jr. had been accused uh, by numerous people familiar with the contents of the laptop of engaging in inappropriate behavior with a uh, relative who was a minor and no one called law enforcement or family services as required by law in the state of Delaware over that? Can you imagine? Can you imagine someone lying on a 4473 and illegally obtaining a firearm and then disposing of that firearm in a trash can across from the school. And then if, if, if that was Donald Trump Jr., can you imagine what the press would have been, what it would have done, what that would have been like? Ten percent for the big guy. But no, we're going to try. They're going to try to make something out of J6 because they need to do two things. They need to protect the investment that they made in the Bidens while simultaneously preventing any access of power by what they view as the more conservative strain in the Republican Party. And then you have these surrender cons who I don't know where they are. It just is starting to aggravate me. I used to fight with these people all the time back in 2012. I think one of the guys over at Commentary, I got, I just eviscerated him. We had a big old fight. I can't even remember over what it was. I think it was Mitt Romney because I kept bringing up the fact that Mitt Romney was a rhino and that he wasn't an actual Republican and that he uh, he he was the first to practice state uh, control of health care. Oh, my gosh. And they got so mad at me. And I'm watching this all happen again. It goes in cycles. I love how people are like, if there's a, they say uh, there's a, any kind of innocuous phrase that Marjorie Taylor Greene would make if she's at a rally and she says, well, yeah, let's, you know, let's fight it. You're talking about actual physical violence. But Joe Biden tells everyone to go and shoot a shotgun off their balcony and it's okay. I mean, this, th- I'm just taught this, there's a double standard that we're all aware of and I'm just, I'm tired of playing by these rules. So when it comes to the surrender guns and they're like, oh, we got to be nice. We got to nice my edible snakes. Not going to happen. We've been nice the entire time. I don't care if you like Marjorie Taylor Greene or not. You don't get you don't get to vote for her. That is for the voters in Georgia, in her district to decide in the 14th district. It is for her voters to decide. I don't care what Mash Taters at CNN thinks about Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't care what Rachel Maddow, who can't apparently withstand doing a show, one hour show every day. I don't care what she thinks about Marjorie Taylor Greene. I said this with Todd Aiken, and a lot of people got mad. I thought Todd Aiken, and may you rest in peace, I thought his mistake was stupid, and it was an unenforced error. It was dumb. If you care so much about an issue, you better talk, or, or, you better be able to speak about it in an articulate manner. But 
kicking him off wasn't for the party to determine. That was for the voters to determine. I am very viciously against anything that removes from the voters their ability to control who is in Congress, which is why I'm viciously against term limits, because the term limit is you. A lot of people are getting conned into thinking that I got to give my term limit. I got to give my voting power to the government. People who support term limits support giving their voting power to the government. You are the term limit. And I look at Georgia's 14th district. That is their determination to make on Marjorie Taylor Greene. I've met her. She's actually a very nice lady. I met her when I was down in Georgia doing some stuff. I've met Lauren, Lauren Bobert several times, too. She always gets thrown in. She's the size of, like, my thumb. She's a little tiny, little tiny woman. Super nice. I, uh, Lauren Bobert is incredibly nice. But the reason that they can't stand them is because they just are not compromising. I think we need people like them in Congress. I'm glad we have them in Congress. You know what? It's a hell of a lot better than the Mitt Romney's. It's a lot better than the Adam Kinzinger. Does he have monovision because his eyes are so close together? For real. Can I just say one more thing And without being totally mean? It's a Friday. I feel like I deserve it. One time, um, I went to the dollar store and I was going to, and my I was probably like seven years old. And me and my cousins, we were picking up army men and I was going to pick up a friend for my Barbie. Now, this was like a dollar store that was on Main Street in a small Ozark town. So it wasn't like the dollar store per se. Okay, it was like, the small town's version of a dollar store. So we got our little green army men and picked up some Lincoln logs. And I tried to forget. I, I think I got a woolly willy. You guys know what that is? That's the magnet thing. And then um, I was like, I need to get a Barbie for my friend. Because they were out in the wilderness. They, I, would, I, I was doing like a wilderness survival situation with my Barbies. Like and by the, my grandparents' creek bed. So I had, but I had to get like a friend because I had all chicks. And I needed a dude. I needed a dude Barbie. So I was looking for like the best knockoff of a can I could find. There had been apparently like a printing error on the faces of the dolls that were for sale in this particular store. And I remember going up and I was asking, you know, my grandmother, is there like a Ken? Or, and his name wasn't Ken. It was like Tim or something like that. I'm not even making this up. His name was like some random name that was not Ken. But it was printed to where his nose was off center, but his eyes were really close together. Like they would, they almost touched the corners of his eyes almost touched. And I'm like, this, I can't, he looks stupid. I cannot, but I needed it. And it was, you know, like a couple of bucks. It was like one of the real soft ones. He was like translucent. I could hold him up to the sun and see through his head. Not unlike Adam Kinzinger. And that's my point because I, now every time I look at him, I'm brought back to that point, Main Street. It was in Piedmont, Missouri. And I was looking at that. I was like, this is what exactly what that Barbie looked like. There was a printing error in the manufacturing facility and they printed his eyes too damn close together. And that's the only thing I can assume with Kinzinger. Okay. It, it's not mean. I'm re- relaying a story from my childhood. Gosh. Folks, how much control do you really have over your finances? So lately we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant. And we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms and they do the same with your finances. This is why I believe in diversifying with gold. Gold is physical. Gold is tangible and gold is safe 
from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government-regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals, and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. So, ladies and gentlemen, have you all heard, if you're in Florida and Marion County particularly, have you all heard of Dill Pickle? Because, Kane, turn me up. Yeah. Here's Dill Pickle. This is, this. he ran from the cops. It's his name. Or it's at least, that's what he is known as. Listen. Pickle was at it again. Or so the Marion County Sheriff say about the most recent arrest of a convicted criminal. Deputies attempted to pull over a pickup truck driven by Dylan V. Dill the Pickle. Florida man was nicknamed Dill Pickle by authorities during his previous run-ins with the law. Dill Pickle's truck hit the front of one of the sheriff's vehicles. He just ran Kilo, stand by. And a chase along Florida dirt roads ensued. The two human officers and the canine named Jax caught yeah. up with him. You're under arrest! They got Dill Pickle. They got him. It was all caught on video, too. Man, that is like some crazy. This dude had a trailer. He had a trailer on. A trailer. And he was he was just going through those dirt roads. 40-year-old Dill Pickle. He lost control of his vehicle. and He crashed up into a tree. Deputies later caught up with him and threatened to release their canine. They were like, F-A-F-O. And Dill Pickle said, let's F-O. And so they let go Jax, their canine deputy, who helped them apprehend Dill Pickle. So he has a long rap sheet. The first time they arrested Mr. Pickle was was in 2017 after he was captured crashing into a detective's vehicle. Then again last year for a similar incident. And then here's the cherry on top. They asked Mr. Pickle, why did you run? And his direct quote was, I didn't know you were real cops. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of Dill Pickle. We have a lot more to come. Third hour on the way. Stay with us. Republican prospects for a House majority after the midterms are looking better and better. MSNBC's Nicole Wallace compares GOP governors to Russian war criminals, and octogenarian Bernie Sanders is not ruling out a presidential run in 2024. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Happy Friday. We all have our favorite phrases and things like that, right? I have a friend who still says the word balls, And I'm like, stop, don't do it. But have you ever loved a phrase so much that every single time you speak on any issue, you find a way to use that phrase as a crutch? I don't know. Maybe this is because... Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, can't keep speechwriters or can't keep staff. She's lost 13 so far. But you listen to this. This is different clips 
of her speaking on various different issues. Different, whether she's, she was speaking at a thing of, with electric vehicles and a thing on Asian Americans and all kinds of stuff and PBS during the debate, all kinds. And she is really, really fond of one phrase in particular. Listen. That's why we're here today. Because we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been and then to make the possible actually happen. That was her on running for president. I have to believe in what can be unburdened by what has been. On impeachment. And we must always see who we can be unburdened by who we have been. Mm. On Gavinism. An ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been. To see what can be unburdened by what has been. We see what can be unburdened by what has been. Bring people to see what can be unburdened by what has been. Who see what can be unburdened by what has been. It is the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been. I mean, she uses the same hand gestures. See what can be pointing up unburdened by what has been. It's like a move. See what can be unburdened by what has been. Oh my, it's now in my head. Oh my gosh. So, (laughs) she really likes that phrase a lot. A lot. I don't know if you guys know, speaking of the Biden administration, (sighs) this uh, point in the video, remember the video we had the other day where it looked like he was going to go and like shake hands with somebody and if there was a ghost apparently, I don't know. So they... Apparently, we're trying to say Biden was just pointing. I guess he what? points with his hand. <laughs> Who does this? Who points with their hand? Oh, my gosh. I can't. This this administration is I don't even know. I have no words. I have no words. Oh, she lost 13 staffers. And I'm trying to think what else. What, another one, one of our main ones earlier today. That came in. And yet, I don't know. She's no wonder they don't put her out there. No wonder that she doesn't she doesn't speak often because of this. Because it sounds horrible. My word. So we've been focusing on a number of different things. We were talking a little bit about uh, the surrender cons and the Marjorie Taylor Greene ridiculousness that's happening. I mean, that's a voter's thing. She's They're trying to say that she's ineligible to run for re-election because she somehow was part of an insurrection. It was never really actually an insurrection. It's so dumb. And they are trying to rob voters of their ability to hold their own officials accountable if they so choose. I think this is all just like gearing up if Trump decides he wants to run. And really, it's not even Trump. What if Trump decides he doesn't want to run? Anybody who decides to run, they're going to try to figure out how to use something like this on them. 
It's just, it's wild. This is, uh, this is a, a, it's, it's a major abuse of the 14th, it's section three of the 14th amendment. So we're going to continue watching. I don't think that they're going to be successful because it just doesn't meet the legal limits. It does not. You know what also doesn't meet any kind of standard of measure, dudes? Modeling for Victoria's Secret. I don't like Victoria's Secrets because their bras are too padded. I mean, if you, I mean, they have some cute stuff, I guess, but I haven't gone in there in forever. But they do all kinds of stuff. They do, they do swimwear and logo shirts and loungewear. And they have announced some dude. <laughs> Was this guy their secret? Ta-da, it's me, Darren Barnett. <laughs> the first male ambassador. I am the new face of Pink's gender-free line. And see, we are, even though we claim that we hate gender, we're going to still use the word pink and we're going to try to make it ironic. And so that artistic turn of phrase would not have any irony at all whatsoever if we were not also appealing to the femininity that is typically associated with pink. So we just totally took an L ourselves on that. So Victoria's Secret's been trying to revamp its image because I guess the, the guy who ran it was a big old whore. I don't know. I mean, he apparently was, I don't know. I don't care enough. So this guy who, I don't, his eyebrows are, I don't like manscaping. Anyway, so he's 30 and he is doing some kind of, he's going to be their new face. They, Pink is like the sub-label like of Victoria's Secrets and they announced a gender neutral line. Okay. Uh, and so now, are you all right? Are you going to go get you some panties? Over at Vicky's Secret, Kane. I, I jokingly every now and then would say P-A-N-N-I-E-S, panties. And the left is like, she can't even spell her talk. I hate you people. You gonna go get you some panties over at Vicky's Secret? You gonna go up in that pink store? Go in the Vicky's Secret, get you some panties, Kane? Because they have male panties, no. men's panties over there. No. <laughs> so he's promoting their gender-free collection. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Well, it can be worn by a man or a woman. Okay, can't men or women wear most anything anyway? I don't get it. So they had poor sales. They shut 20 of their stores. And their company, L Brands, they're not doing their Victoria's Secret show anymore. The Victoria's Secret show was all about, like, manufactured in CCP land, stiff lace and unbreathable satin. That's a very unforgiving fabric. I mean, I'm just saying. So... They decided that they were going to promote neutral underwear and they're going to show size diversity. Kane, I'm really on the ledge with that one right there. And they said that it was too little too late. You're just trying to play catch up. Yes. So I love the ideology of the left. Like, how dare you not be exactly what we want? And then when you try, you're too little too late because we don't allow for redemption or reconciliation. That's them. Anyway, so... The Victoria's Secret executive, Ed Razek, he was accused of sexually harassing, I guess, some of the models. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And he said that everything was untrue and taken out of context. I don't know. Is it still not a hip? Because is it not a hip place for everybody to get their panties? I don't know. I just, I don't like the idea of panties in a bin and you got to go and dig out your size. It's just kind of weird, you know, <laughs> just like the communion panty bin i don't like it i don't like that the communal panty bin everybody go get your panties go dig through the bin the bin go find them yeah i'm not 
not so much. So they said that they've been trying to stay relevant in recent years. I think because people are going more for comfort. And I don't know, like I looked at Victoria's Secret, can I just be real? I looked at some of their stuff and I'm like, y'all tacky as hell. This tacky. Like nobody's going to, if you're trying to be comfortable at night, no one's going to wear, I'm not wearing shiny in sequins. And have you seen the lingerie? What's with like the feathers and the floof? No, that's just, I'm not going to go any further, but no. <sighs> anyway, I don't care if they do it, but that's the thing. I don't care if they, I, if people like that, yeah, go get it. Girl, if you love all that shiny stuff, you go get you some shiny lingerie. You go get it. You go get you some panties out of the bin. Go and get it. It's America. But now they got a guy there. I am going to listen to no man on leisure wear or on underwear. I am not listening to a dude. Not going to happen. And they said that um, they're mad because he said that the brand, the show was supposed to be a fantasy show, the Victoria's Secret show. And he was not going to cast plus size or transsexual models. And he got, that's really why they ran him out. They decided to add that. You were sexually harassing people. They tacked that on at the end. They got mad because he wasn't going to hire fat chicks and he wasn't going to hire trans. That's why. Let's be real. Let's just say it. People would watch. I never watched it. I've never watched one of those shows. It's in it all the same anyway. It's just like a variation on bras and panties. And they got wings on them. Woo. But I just think it's they they were mad because he wouldn't that I guess that guy I don't know maybe he was a total jerk I don't know but can I just say that I don't know anyone like if you're seriously bra shopping I don't know if, guys I'm sorry this is gonna be TMI for you and I don't care ladies lean in y'all know that if you were seriously gonna go and buy you a brazier like you were serious about it like you were gonna go get a workout bra because you're gonna lift or you're gonna run or you wanted like a serious push up or something like that you're not gonna go in Vicky's secret. No, you're, you're going to go and get you a wake hole at Nordstrom or you're going to go, you know, like a Macy's and get you something that's like right set up on a hanger in a discreet part of the store, not behind the panty bin where in front of that is the floofy angel wing thing. Let's just be real. And it doesn't have I mean, some of these things have more padding than my dog's orthopedic bed. I got to be honest. It's <laughs> did Mike Lindell get the guts of the my pillow from the padding? at Vicky's Secret Bras I'm just curious because like you it would add 5,000 sizes that's great if you are part of the IBTC but shut up it has to be said if you are on that committee then that may be great and no no shade but I'm just saying I just I don't see why I don't see why they feel like they have to have a dude women can't have a single damn thing can we we can't have a single thing. Not one thing. Yay, That's Victoria's Secret. It's balls. That's <laughs> secret. Secret's out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got to get Friday. I don't care. I don't care. Half of you are probably sitting by a pool. I don't care. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Oh my gosh, I was like really like jamming to this just tune, and I almost forgot to come to the to the rest of the show. Uh, Bill Murray, a filming filming has been halted after an inappropriate behavior ca- uh, complaint was filed against one of our favorites, Bill Murray. According to a report, our friend Jenny Cruda has the story. He was working on a film called Being Mortal. 
And apparently reports came out that somebody accused him of inappropriate behavior. So they it's a searchlight film. Production was suspended. Deadline Hollywood said that it had to do with a campaign a complaint made against Murray for inappropriate behavior, and that's it. Um, they, searchlight has not responded. Now, this is not the first time like him and Richard Dreyfus fought all the time during What About Bob? And he got into a physical fist fight with Chevy Chase when Oh gosh, what was the movie? I can't remember the name of it. Oh my gosh, the golf movie. Remember? Thank you. Oh gosh, thank you, Steve. Yeah, Caddyshack. He got into a physical fight, which Chevy Chase is all is kind of a jerk too, though. So you had two, you know. It, I just it's difficult for me to see Bill Murray in that, and I'm always going to root for Bill Murray if he's going to throw a punch at Chevy Chase. Uh, but and he got into it with Har- uh, Harold Ramis and all this stuff. And uh, Richard Dreyfus said that Bill Murray was a an Irish drunken bully. Is what he said. And I thought, I, this sounds kind of funny. Anyway, that's, that's, he's being investigated. Uh, let's see here. I got a couple of other ones. It includes an, a Los Angeles company is accused of faking hundreds of coronavirus tests. They were handing out all these fake tests because people are going to try to scam the scam. That's how it was. So they were taken to court. Uh, you and I, we all spent $246 million getting animals high. Yep. million in taxpayer money to get animals stoned. White Coat Waste, they have a project report that they publish, and this came out yesterday, or sorry, Wednesday. It highlights 10 instances of the National Institutes of Health funneling money to researchers who experiment with getting animals high or making them consume nicotine. So at Oregon Health and Science University in 2012, they gave monkey, uh, they gave monkeys uh, pot uh, or marijuana, marijuana cannabis edibles to assess the to ask, to assess the outcome of THC on reproductive health, and that cost 170 million dollars of our taxpayer money for that experiment. I could do it for like five, like uh, you know a hun- one million. I'll get monkeys high for a million dollars. Come on. All of the experiments are in violation of the Stevens Amendment, a provision that requires federal grant recipients from the Department of HHS to disclose certain details, White Coast White Coat Waste Project says. Now, we don't know how much of the $246 million allocated was used because the law requiring specific disclosure had not been followed. So all our money... Why do I pay six figures in taxes? Oh my gosh, there's... No, can, where can I get a giant inflatable middle finger like the rats, the giant inflatable rats that the unions use during their protests? Stick with us. More of The Dana Show coming up. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. If, if unabated fossil fuel is allowed to grow in these next years in a significant way as it appears poised to do, allowed to that go. is a deep, unbelievably costly challenge for the world. Should not be allowed to grow. <laughs> what? John Kerry, does he know where oil's from? Welcome back to the show. Your host is Dana Lasher with you this Friday. That, that was... Teresa Hines, Carrie's husband, John. <laughs> you can't have the oil to grow. But How did he get off the Adams family set? Sorry, go that's ahead. Actually, a great question. Um, but supply and demand is in play here. So if there's a lot but of But the supply, oil can't grow, Kane. But if it grows, that means it's cheaper for everyone worldwide. I'm not sure what he's talking about. No, we, we all got to go back to the olden days. 
Did you hear Joe Biden when he's not trying to shake hands with ghosts or being corralled by Easter bunnies? He said he was going to spend all our money on making everything climate friendly. Listen. In the United States military, every vehicle is going to be climate friendly. Every vehicle. We're going to vote. No, I mean it. We're spending billions of dollars to do it. Oh, we are? We're going to spend our, our money to do it? That's our money. Boy, those, uh, Kane, you know, those electric-powered uh, tanks are going to do real well up in the cold mountains up near uh, in, in Afghanistan. It's going to be great up there. It's going to be real great in the cold and all that stuff. Say yeah. goodbye to night conflicts. Yeah, no night conflicts. By the way, also, um, shouldn't it just be, we just want to make sure we have a prepared military? I don't care if it's climate-friendly. I just need one question answered. It's a very simple question that requires nothing but the simplest of answers. And that question is, can you kick ass? That's it. That's it. So whatever you need to kick butt and win, that is what I consider necessary spending in accordance with our Constitution. That's it. Not this whole, we make everything bigger. We're going to spend billions of dollars to make every vehicle in the U.S. military climate friendly. Woo! Yay! Electric tanks. We're going to have charging stations in all the war zones. Yeah! High five and a million angels. We're going to need, I mean, they need to put some, <clears throat> excuse me, some charging stations out there in Afghanistan, man. Powered by diesel engines. <laughs> Just going to be powered by more electric, which is powered by coal. But wait, there's more. That's just it's a, that's a dumb thing. It, it that doesn't it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense. How are the how fast do you think they can charge the tanks in the middle of the war? I mean, we thought that the Russian tanks running out of just like gas was bad. Remember they sent they sent eight hundred mercenaries. Russia did, and they all got murdered. <laughs> and then their tanks were falling apart. It was like it reminded me of um, Dumb and Dumber. Our pets' heads are falling off. The war has gone badly for Vladimir Putin. So, what does Biden expect everybody to do? We're gonna just can we stop the war for a moment? <laughs> I just need to charge my tank. Golly. <laughs> How long would you think it would take to charge it? A tank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably take a bit. <laughs> Better charge that chopper so it don't fall out the sky. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is just so dumb. I, with, yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. Hey, well, you know that one charging station over there in no man's land? Oh my, this is, honestly, I swear it almost sounds like it's something from Babylon B and it's, it's not, I just, (laughs) we're going to spend a billion dollars. By the way, he's speaking and he's not even facing people. He's like at the podium and he's totally turned around. (laughs) Why? (laughs) He's not even looking at the people in the front of the podium. He's, oh man. Oh, I can't. uh, It hurts. Oh, my gosh. Just go on the... Just going to go back in my money tree cane and just pick all the money off my money tree so we can have electric tanks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 
it's just like that's something that you would do if you were a toddler or like an elementary school kid. This is a policy you'd make up. Everything should be electric. Let's have electric tanks, electric helicopters, electric everything. <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't. I'm just trying to. Who is who the hell is he talking to? Billions of dollars. Every vehicle in the military climate friendly. How is it not climate friendly now? I mean, you realize that oil and gas are from the earth, right? Where does the oil come from? Ding, ding, ding. The earth? Yes. Where does gas come from? Ding, ding, ding. Yes. The earth? That's correct. Some of the earth is on the earth. Oh, my gosh. This is so bad. <laughs> oh, man. They're going to ruin this country, I tell you. Uh, so that's where our money's going. Okay, well, we're just gonna just crank all that out billions of dollars. Uh, how is it though going to make us more, more, how is it, how does it contribute to military preparedness? I mean, it's kind of scary because I would think that the executive, any kind of proposal for any new spending, it should be run through or determined by does it increase military preparedness? Does it contribute to military preparedness? What effect does it have on military preparedness? And if it doesn't have any increase or any kind of maintenance effect on our the preparedness of our military, then it shouldn't be undertaken. Boy, I can't wait till the bombers, what is it, the B-52s? Just make them climate friendly. Make the bombs explode into sparkles. Biodegradable sparkles, that is. <laughs> and it'll sound... <laughs> when it explodes oh, golly I just seeing here I thought Putin was the dummy I mean he is but you know it looks like he's got company alright so I love this point from FRC Family Research Council they said that environmentalists are correct to argue that humans must care for and respect the earth God created it however respect for the earth ought never to be in opposition to respect for human life the pinnacle of God's creation and Everybody, don't forget, too, that uh, Earth Day was founded by uh, Ira Einhorn, who murdered his girlfriend and composted her. So just FYI, just, you know. So we've been talking for a while, uh, looking at all of this stuff with Disney and everything else. And I saw a new, now I saw that Chick-fil-A was trending. You know why Chick-fil-A is trending? Because people are trying to say that the Disney situation and Republicans going after their Republicans didn't go after anybody. They allowed a provision to sunset. You ruined the earth. You killed the happiest place here. That's what the Reedy Creek district amendment that districting was about. And so now everyone's like, can you imagine if somebody like Gavin Newsom did this to Chick-fil-A? Wow, can like did Chick-fil-A have like a major tax exemption since 1968? Did Chick-fil-A get to do whatever the hell it wanted to when it was building its restaurants? I'm just curious. Did they? Because if they did and they were protected, if there was a state that did that, then you can use that as an acceptable comparison. But memory serves that they only actually just came about like expanded, you know, and recently in terms of fast food timelines and also um, I don't think that they got tax exemptions and I also don't think they got to skirt building and zoning laws and had their have their own little municipality every everywhere there's a little Chick-fil-A. 
can we make dumber comparisons? Yes, yes, they can. Yes, they can. There is there are dumber ones out there. By the way, I also don't remember Chick Fil A's getting super mad about not being able to talk about uh, to your kids when they go in to get their tendies about um, how they and their partner bang uh, and the relationship that they have. You know, when your kid just goes to get like a tendy or whatever, you know, the kid's meal is. I'm just saying. I mean, do they do that? I, correct me if I'm wrong, which is a rhetorical device, is I'm never wrong. But I'm just, you know, just saying. It's about free speech. Don't you know, Kane, that if you take away corporate welfare, it's an attack on free speech. There, can, there are people on the right, I'm not going to say conservatives, that are arguing this. There's like countless stories about Chick-fil-A being targeted because of their Christian beliefs. And also, I think it was Fairfield, Connecticut, where they were denied uh, opening because of quote-unquote zoning mm-hmm. issues. and all. Like, the comparison makes zero sense. And they actually blocked Chick-fil-A from opening their stores, as you are saying. Like in Austin, didn't they block them from the airport there? We can't have that Jesus chicken in our airport. We might get baptized if we order a sodi. Yeah. The bottled water's holy. Can't have none of that. So, yeah. And the big difference is that Disney was trying to... Disney was lobbying, not for... And this is a huge distinction here. Disney was not lobbying for a policy that specifically biz- benefited Disney. Disney was pushing to literally undermine parental rights over their children in the classroom. They actually came down on the side of not informing parents nor obtaining parental consent to talk to their children, young children, five through eight, about serious graphic sexual issues. And that is why Disney, that's, that's why Disney got involved in this. That is way different. Chick-fil-A never did anything like that. Chick-fil-A didn't even, didn't, they, Chick-fil-A didn't even try to convert you. You go through and they're like, my pleasure, my pleasure. I, every time I see, I go, I go into a Chick-fil-A and I think their owners are actually, they, they kind of capitulated um, with, with a little bit of wokery too, I have to add. But every time I've been through a Chick-fil-A, I'm like, the, mo- the line is a mile long. They get you through there like nothing I've ever seen. Oh, it's our pleasure, our pleasure. What can I get you today? Okay, if you want to go ahead, you can drive up to that first window. Mm-hmm, our pleasure. Have a wonderful day. They're all so nice. You get your fries, they're hot. Your waffle fries. You get. I usually get the spicy chicken with pickles. That's my favorite. I get the spicy chicken with pickles. Always spicy. And they always put the exact amount of pickles on my spicy chicken because I should not have a bite of the spicy chicken without the pickle flavor. And there's always a perfect ratio of pickle to chicken. They do it so well. That's it. They don't try to convert you. Have you met our Lord and Savior? They don't say anything like that. They don't do any of that. Now, Disney, on the other hand, that's a whole different story. So they allowed a provision to sunset. Wah! Well, the timing and the timing that the sunset was happening now or the timing that we're just like, hey, let's, you know, we're going to you guys F.A. and F.O. So here you go. Golly. What about the timing of of 
smearing parents as murderers in an effort to drive a wedge between their legal authority over their child. Gemini. This is, don't buy that. Don't buy into that stuff. Like I said, it's surrender cons. It's all it is. And we had a really good point. Rancelot goes, I didn't see Legoland getting to govern themselves. Yeah, neither did SeaWorld. And they got whales. They got giant fish things there. <laughs> I mean, I, they didn't get to do any of that. Did you see Lego? Lego Land would have put Legos as the road. They didn't get to do anything like that. No, Disney. Oh, my gosh. Disney has to abide by the same rules as everyone else. Oh, my gosh. That's an attack on free speech. It's retaliatory. But it wasn't retaliatory to target parents as murderers because they wanted to have rights over their children in the classroom. Some of these people that are supposedly on the right are picking the wrong side of history. Don't forget it. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I've been watching this video of this parrot. It has its own Instagram account. And he ordered pulled pork on Alexa. And then I was watching this video of this Dotson and a turtle playing with a soccer ball. And so my husband and I are going back and forth because he's like, the turtle's terrified. He's trying to get away from the Dotson. The ball's in his way. I'm like, this turtle is hauling it. And then sees the ball and goes right for the ball. Right. He's going for the ball. The dog's at And then he goes, oh, there's the ball again. I'm going to hit it with my, my beaked little head. He's playing soccer with a Dotson. I need all these animals. And I need that Alexa parrot. That was creepy. That is kind of creepy, though. That would kind of freak me out in the middle of the night if I heard Alexa. Or like they, because they, they repeat. It's an African gray parrot. It has its own Twitter account. And I am not ashamed to say that I've been watching all the videos on this. This is what I do. And then when I go to bed at night, I ask my husband, would you like me if my uh, legs were where my arms were, my arms were my legs? I mean, that's the... (laughs) (laughs) So there you have it. There you have it. So I think it's best to say that this week can be summed up with by saying that Netflix and Disney have learned that when you try to pander to like you know, less than 3% of the population at the expense of, you know, 90, the 98% of the population that it doesn't go well for you. It doesn't go well. And this is, they, and corporations, uh, when they act as agents of state and when they try to uh, exercise regulatory power, especially against parents with their children, that's bad, right? All right, folks, so... It's today's stupidity time. Ooh, we got a stupid twofer today. In a my stupid opinion. twofer? Yeah, Ooh. well, it was Biden first saying he's going to spend billions of dollars to make the you know every vehicle in the military, quote-unquote, climate-friendly, but then also the people applauding that. That's also stupid. Mm. Listen to this. In the United States military, every vehicle is going to be climate-friendly. Every vehicle. We're gonna have a, no, I, I mean it. Well, I mean it. Billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Listen to that applause. As if it's not their money. And you can't hardly hear him because he's turned away from the microphone. Yeah. Towards the back. So maybe it's the stupid three for Ooh, yeah. There, there you go. it is. It could be. Trifecta. Trifecta. All right, folks. That's it for this week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I will be back behind the microphone with you on Monday.